Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Matcha Diaries, the podcast where your hosts Cara and Leo try figure out their 20s semi-sane. We hope you're having a lovely week and are taking some time to treat yourself and do something that makes you happy because that's really important. In this episode, we thought it would be really beneficial to do an episode all about stress. We're going to dive into what stress actually is and how it presents itself. We discuss the major causes of stress in our lives by sharing some of our personal experiences and finally end the episode with our recommendations on how to manage stress. We even bring light to stoicism and its principles. So we hope you enjoy this episode and maybe get a matcha so you can enjoy it with us. Well, Cara, I'm very excited to record this week's episode. I am too. Especially because I feel like we haven't recorded an episode, just the two of us, like in a while. Because obviously last week, mm. you're a busy bee moving. Yeah. The experience of listening to the episode, like <laughs> I was in a car and I was listening. I was like, ooh, the Matcha Diaries. Can't wait to listen. <laughs> but then like at the same time, I was so jealous. I was like, why am I not in this episode? <laughs> oh my God. I thought, I mean... I found it really strange when you obviously uploaded the Christmas episode with Yara, but I, I loved listening to it. I remember listening to it obviously in the car with like my whole family. Yeah, there's something <laughs> nice about like listening to your own podcast. <laughs> we obviously listen to it when we're editing or like trying to hear little things, whereas it's nice to just be able to listen and not have to worry about these little things. And also, I feel like it gave me a different insight into like who you are, because obviously I normally don't get to see you interact with somebody else without me <laughs> present. Because I'm, I'm not like a stalker and have like cameras installed our in your house. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> Maybe I do. Um, no. So then like that podcast was like a cute little insight into me of like what you and Yara's like dynamic is like. Yeah, true. Which was sweet. I don't know if it was the same for like you because you haven't ever met Ellie, have you? No, but you were you you were the same though. Like I didn't notice any differences, which I guess is good. Like you're very, yeah, <laughs> very giggly and friendly. I'm not like a fake bitch, like no. different with every person. <laughs> No, you were very cute, very nice to listen to. You were extra giggly though. Aww. I'm like, wow, Leo doesn't laugh when we record like this together, but whatever. It's it's because it was in person. <laughs> oh, we're losing that uh, connection together. Oh my gosh, maybe. Okay, the next time we're in person, because actually, listeners, this is very exciting. Yeah. We will be seeing each other either next weekend or the weekend after in person. Yes. How this crazy. Big news. I'm so excited. The last time we met up in person, we came up with the idea for this podcast. <gasps> whoa I didn't even think of it that way <laughs> who knows what we're gonna decide on this on this socially distanced walk <laughs> Cara and Leo are you know magic will happen yes power lies in our friendship when wow. we see each other and <laughs> I'm so excited <laughs> but yeah if we then record an episode together in person I just I do hate myself for it but I do giggle a lot like I don't know why I do it it's because you're happy it's nice it's nice it's to get people to feel like they're happy listening to our episodes (laughs) the giggles were all fake they were all inserted after (laughs) yeah we pre-record different types of laughters and we like put them in to see how they fit (laughs) (laughs) like a laughing track like friends or like a different sitcom yeah oh god no but yeah so before we get into this episode we are going to do our highs and lows like we usually do. So, Leo, let's crack on with it. Oh, let's crack on with it then. Let's crack on we? with it. Yeah. 
Okay, my high of the week has been being out of quarantine again. Oh, so exciting. So I've been out of quarantine since Wednesday, officially. So I was able to go boxing on Thursday. I've been able to see like a few friends this weekend and it's just been so nice and like I don't know it's made me really excited to be living where I am and like being close to London and just like made me really really grateful and appreciative like for my life and yeah and everything in general because I don't know quarantine will do that to you you know <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's definitely been a high and I'm like yeah. it makes me so excited for the months to come as well because obviously for anybody who doesn't know the UK everything's like opening back up again and mm-hmm. there's like a step-by-step sort of opening plan so from tomorrow onwards like non-essential shops are gonna open and pubs and restaurants That's are gonna so be open insane indoors so it's just like I honestly can't wait and yeah and then on the flip side my low has been too little sleep because obviously <laughs> it's been like absolutely lovely to be back living with Ellie but we've been really bad at going to sleep early like we've been Aww. obsessed with a bachelorette <laughs> and we've been going to sleep I've been like consistently going to sleep like past almost past 12 which is not good that is not good I can feel it like affecting other areas like when I'm watching The Bachelorette at 12 p.m I don't <laughs> consciously think about how it's going to make me feel the next day so it's really like affected my like mood throughout the day and like my stress levels as well which is ironic because we're gonna or maybe actually fitting because we're gonna talk about it, it is fitting yeah in this episode mm. and I feel like I just want to really work on like developing a consistent night routine like I have in my mornings. Yeah. So I've kind of thought about like a rough plan of things that I want to do. So maybe I can update on next week's episode how that's going for me. Yeah. Maybe that can be like your weekly goal is like trying to have a night routine and just like see how it goes. Yeah, because I've set up my monthly goals now. And yeah. that's like one of my one of my monthly goals. So cute, very cute. What about you? Right. So I feel like it's kind of boring talking about moving, right? Because it's been all over Instagram. Like every post I'm done, I'm like, oh, moving in has been so nice. No, and like I've posted so many it's things. It's exciting. I feel like I've milked the situation so much, but I guess my high of the week has been I'm gonna say Edward actually because like moving in is usually Colin. No, Edward, my boyfriend. Moving in is usually stressful and there's so many things like you don't think of, right? Because you get so excited about the little things. Like my brain has just been, ooh, furniture and little pillows and cushions and how Mm. is this going to look? How is this going to look? And like making cups of tea in the morning and just being able to just be cozy and and, like cute. But Ed has been so nice because he's kind of took over all the like boring stuff, the energy bills and figuring out you know what's our energy providers and things like that so he's done all the boring shit that would probably have made the move a lot more stressful for me and yeah. I guess he probably knows that so he's like for him things like this don't stress him out so he's been fine taking it over which I really appreciate so my shout out for, is to him this week <laughs> and to Aww, say that like I'm cute. really grateful for him for I don't know making this process a lot nicer than if it was just me alone so very yeah. grateful for that and my sister I can't pretend like she didn't help she was very helpful in the move which is really nice so very grateful for that and then my low of this week was just saying bye to my sister because mm. it was really hard not seeing her for most of lockdown when COVID started and then having her being able to live with me for four months was such a blessing in disguise like we never thought it would happen because she came yeah. for Christmas 
and she was supposed to stay just for two weeks and then she well we did Mel, Mel and Steve were nice enough to let her stay with us for you know as long as possible so it was just such a unique experience to get to live with my sister again for four months and then just like saying bye to her was sad because I know things are getting better but like my brain was I think I'm kind of traumatized of like saying bye to family like not knowing when you're gonna see them again so just like saying bye to her yeah. was kind of tough when I when we arrived back to the flat I felt quite sad because it had felt like she moved in with us as well she was fine <laughs> she's <was> like bye <laughs> so <laughs> maybe just my side but no it was quite sad saying bye to her but I know she's excited to you know go back to her life as well and do things so yeah that's it and also it's very exciting because it's your first day of your new job tomorrow. Uh, it, it hasn't hit me yet. I'm so excited to hear your review of this past week. So next week's episode, <laughs> you're going to have to tell us how it I'll went. be a different woman. <laughs> You'll be a working woman. Yes. A boss lady. I'll give you guys an update. A yay or an A for, for next week. Hopefully it's a yay. I'm hopeful. I'm very hopeful. We were thinking we'd do an episode all about stress because stress has really become kind of this word that we all just throw around, I think, on our day-to-day -day mm -hmm. basis. Just be like, I'm stressed, I'm stressed. And yeah. it's kind of normalized. Almost overused. Yeah. And I think because we say it so frequently, we kind of forget that actually it has serious impacts on like our physical yeah. and mental, mental well-being. And like we did a little poll on our Instagram all about stress to kind of see people's thoughts on it and stuff like that. So almost everyone said they have like high levels of stress at the moment. So mm -hmm. we do know it's quite relatable to a lot of people. And so we thought it would be a good idea to do an episode into like what stress actually is, how it kind of presents its, you know, what are like the indicators of stress um, and then the major causes of stress as well in our lives. And then maybe our like tips and recommendations on how to cope because I think Leo and I both kind of aren't the greatest in stressful situations so this is kind of advice for us as well isn't it <laughs> yeah we're gonna take this as a learning curve as well and I when you were saying about it being like a buzzword and mm. I actually think it's like hustle culture has kind of romanticized it as well a bit yeah. like I am guilty of this feeling almost like I'm doing something wrong in my work life if I'm not stressed to a certain degree yeah. which is really actually such a bad way of looking at it because you shouldn't be stressed. You shouldn't be feeling like you're in a pressured situation yeah. every single day when you're at work. But I feel like hustle culture and the way that's romanticized has kind of led me personally to feel like it's just a normal part of it. And it's yeah. almost like how I should feel. Mm -hmm. so and there's like, I think it's... I need to kind of train myself out of it because I often feel like if I'm not stressed I must not be working hard enough yeah like there's no alternative to being stressed like you need to be stressed to be feeling successful or like yeah that exactly. you're actually doing something that is positively impacting your life yeah I get that I think the first thing we want to talk about is just like what is stress in general because we just yeah we again we just say the word so lightly and it's probably good to know kind of like the science behind it and like why our bodies react the way they do so stress is kind of it's the reaction of the body to harmful situations whether it's real or perceived so if we feel threatened our bodies will kind of have a chemical reaction that allows us to act in a way to kind of prevent that injury and that's commonly referred to as the fight or flight um, mode and so during stressful periods, our bodies might freeze, not allow us to move or even shut down. Our heart rate increases, we breathe more quickly, and like our muscles tighten and blood pressure increases. I didn't know this until I researched this, but I had muscle pain so much this year. 
and I was I honestly believed I had um arthritis I was like I'm developing like young arthritis but it could have been stress and I had no idea about that that's so interesting I didn't know that either yeah I was actually also reading into this and I also read that you know stress is our body's response to pressure yeah so obviously then many different situations or life events can cause stress Which is why it's often triggered when we're experiencing something new, unexpected, or Mm -hmm. that like is threatening our sense of self, or when we feel like we have little control of a situation. Yeah. And apparently, I mean, I know that obviously I deal with stress very differently to you, to lots Mm -hmm. of my friends, but apparently our ability to cope actually depends on our genetics and early life events, personality, and social and economic circumstances. That's Which so I never knew. And apparently, obviously, sometimes a stress response can be useful because it can, like, help us push through fear or pain when mm-hmm. we're in stressful situations like running a marathon or delivering a speech. Or for me personally, that's been, like, when I've been acting, you know, on stage. Like, you yeah. need kind of those it's like the stress adrenaline. hormones just to, yes, to just get through the event. Mm-hmm. And then normally our stress hormones will go back to normal quickly once this like stressful event is over and there won't yeah. be any lasting effects. But too much stress can then obviously cause negative effects because it can leave us kind of in that permanent stage of fight or flight. Yeah. And then that can leave us feeling overwhelmed and unable to cope, which then in the long term can actually affect our physical and mental health long-term stress can lead to depression and like lower self-esteem so it is it's not something you should take lightly at all so and I guess like the sciencey part of it is that the hypothalamus drives our response to stress and so basically it sends nerves and hormone signals to our body glands so literally like when you are stressed you're not your normal hormonal state like things are changing and it's a way for your body to kind of prepare yourself for danger and like to survive and I we're going to talk about this later of like how it presents itself so when you're when you're getting all these indicators whether it's with your physical health or emotion emotional health just know it's not like your permanent state and actually it's just Mm. like your body trying to protect itself I think the next thing we want to talk about is like how does it present itself and and like Leo said earlier it's really important to know that each person experiences it differently and like each person reacts and controls stress differently and I can actually think of an example recently that happened with moving in here because Ed <laughs> I don't want to say he broke our, our um, shower head but he like was it was <laughs> it was so tight like he was trying to uh, we couldn't change basically the temperature from hot to cold so he was trying to loosen up a screw so that we could actually move it and he yeah. and it literally like the water started splashing everywhere right and his his inse- instinct oh was okay stressful situation he's like okay how do I respond you know who do I talk to how do I go stop the water from the 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 pumps how do I do this who do I call like he called the plumber did everything I just stood there literally froze kind of got mad and irritated because I was like we've just moved in here like I don't want to be dealing with this with this shit (laughs) at the moment and like I was not helpful whatsoever so I guess that's like the perfect example of one person can still think rationally and this to him wasn't that stressful whereas for me my brain was like oh my god the house is gonna flood because literally water was splashing everywhere but um again just an example of like how things are not not the same for everybody so usually stress can have impacts on our emotions our behaviors our ability to think like that example where I just froze and couldn't handle that (laughs) as well as like our physical health so we thought we'd go into detail about like the different like emotional like ways that you can react to stress so 
The main ones I found in my research were that when you're in a stressful situation, you can become more easily irritated, disappointed, and moody. You can be overwhelmed and feel like Leo's nodding aggressively. I'm nodding vigorously. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Feeling overwhelmed and feeling like we don't have control over the situation or like we want to take control. And then being feeling like it's yeah, hard to relax. Yeah, loss of control does really... That's a big thing, isn't it? ...make you feel more stressed, I feel like, personally, from my experience. Yeah. And then low self-esteem and, like, feeling low and worthless and depressed. So I was wondering for you, Leo, can you immediately think of specific ways that your emotions are affected by stress? I'm definitely... I get quite easily snappy and moody, which I feel like is really horrible mm. to... Like, it's a horrible way to be, and I really hate that side of me, and... I normally let this out on people that I feel most comfortable with. So it's like, I would never be snappy or moody with colleagues or my boss or with people, like with friends that I don't know that well, you know? Mm -hmm. It it would only be people that I'm like truly, truly comfortable with. So like with my family and very close friends, which almost is, I feel like worse because it's like all those poor people, you know? (laughs) The people that love you the most. (laughs) Yeah, they get the brunt of it. I think family is probably the worst. But I, I'm, I'm sure you, you are able to tell when I'm very stressed. And... <laughs> yeah, but same with me. <laughs> so that is definitely, and I feel like I'm very reactive sometimes. So I let small things stress me out, and mm. I sometimes fail to see the bigger picture. And then, like tiny things, kind of build up and build up, and then the smallest thing can happen, like the tip of the iceberg, and that kind of like tips me over the edge. Yeah. And I've actually seen, because we wanted to next go into like kind of physical stress indicators and everything. Mm-hmm. And I've definitely seen massive impacts from it as well. Like I've seen it in like having problems sleeping. Whenever I have something stressful going on, yeah, I always feel like I want to gain control over the situation and it will make me feel less stressed if I plan out things meticulously. Yeah. But then I will often like lie in bed like just planning my next day out or planning what I'm going to be doing yeah and then or if I've got like a job interview the next day or a big work presentation then I can often often wake up like really early in the morning or in Mm. the middle of the night and I've been like dreaming about whatever I'm stressed about oh I hate that feeling let us know me too all the listeners let us know if you relate to this because isn't it the worst thing when like you're just you're so shattered because you're probably working on something all day the day before and you just want to sleep but because yeah. you've overworked that day, your brain can't switch off. And so you literally mm-hmm. dream of it to the point where you wake up not rested and you feel like you've already done it thousands of times. And doesn't it, it kind of relates to that um, quote you had, Leo, where it was like, if you're stressing about something, you're putting yourself through it twice. Yeah. And I don't know if this is directly impacted by stress, but I think it's definitely like a big cause of it is I've actually lost my period the past couple of months. And I think it's also due to me going off the pill and I think my body just kind of has to reformulate like all of the hormones but I was thinking of this because you were saying how obviously stress impacts your hormones so then it completely makes sense if because I feel like I have been in quite like higher levels of stress the past few weeks than I normally have been yeah so I do think that you know clearly this might be linked as well so and the period is such a big part of female health and I do want to I want to make that a priority so I think I should stop seeing stress as something that oh that's just part of like my work life and me having like wanting to be successful and more just like no I also I actively need to work on this for my health like just as much as I work Mm. on journaling every day and wanting to 
walk and get outside and and read like just as much of a part of like taking care of my mental and physical health is also making sure that I'm setting boundaries of work and personal life and making sure I'm not stressing myself out because then I can do all the self-help stuff that I want if I'm still feeling like an underlying Mm. pressure or I'm still feeling stressed then my body's gonna feel the effects of it. I guess moving on to like the physical stress indicators, the main things that I think generally people get are like headaches and upset stomach and like nausea. So for me, like the morning of a presentation or something, I have the worst stomach. I'm in so much pain. Um, Could be muscle ache, which again, I got. And I always like you believe that it's like a fever or something. Do you know when your muscles ache when you get a fever? Do you know that? Yeah, like it's it, it feels painful to move. Yeah, yeah. But then that literally could be your body's response to, to stress. And then like we mentioned sleep patterns, but it could be to the point where, where you're literally giving yourself a cold or getting infections because of stress. I guess sometimes it's quite sad because I know from like experiences with my sister and stuff, the medical world now kind of use stress as an excuse for everything. Because mm. my sister literally had paralysis in her stomach. And what? they oh literally, they, yeah when she was younger but they told her that they believed it had to do with stress which is crazy to think that like stress could do that to your body you know but for her it was an actual illness so yeah um and then it can also affect our abilities to concentrate and like appetite changes i have that a lot yeah when i'm stressed i cannot I can't eat. eat no yeah same which is really bad I, f- I feel like it's because food really is linked to me to happiness so I feel like I yeah. I always want to like really enjoy my food and be really mindful and present when I'm whenever I'm eating. Yeah. I think also because of like my past with food, so that just makes me want to be even mm-hmm. more present. So then when I'm stressed, I literally I physically like can't enjoy any of the food. Like I feel like I'm not digesting it properly. Yeah, no, I completely get that. But you know what's interesting is that if you are stressed, it's actually good to eat because when you're eating you're convincing your body that you're healthy and you're fine like nothing's wrong with you because a long time ago like thousands and thousands thousands of years ago we only ate when we were safe and when we felt safe oh my god that's so interesting yeah so if you eat your you your body kind of calms down because it's like i'm safe i'm fine like, I'm, <laughs> tomorrow me at work eat just like food. eating every single <laughs> mid-presentation <laughs> shoving food down your mouth but yeah, I found that interesting. That is really interesting. I know that fact, but I still can't force myself to eat when I'm, you know, I just like feel sick and like I'm going to vomit when I'm really stressed. But And then there's like nervous behaviors, which I'm curious if you have any, like biting your nails or something like that. Do you have any nervous behaviors when you're stressed? Mm, I used to bite my nails. I haven't done that for a very long time. I probably mm. have and I'm just not aware of them. I'm sure I do. Yeah, my physical indicator of stress is like when I get mouth ulcers, which is so annoying. Mm. So like I'll get I'll get an ulcer and then I'll realize, oh, actually, hmm, I do have a big thing coming up next week. Maybe that's yeah. Maybe that is affecting me. <laughs> Let me try to address it. Our bodies are so clever, aren't they? Like they communicate so clearly with us and yeah. it takes us so long to listen to them. <laughs> I know. Yeah, but that's like the one thing because I I told Leo that I've went to doctors to try address like my mouth ulcers ulcers because it's ridiculous the amount that I get them. It must be so annoying. I know, and I was so annoyed getting the uh, like results back because they were like you're fine, like your mm. test results are perfect. There's nothing wrong with you, which 
then makes me hate myself because I'm like, I'm causing, because I'm stressing out about things, I'm causing pain to myself, which is really annoying. So interesting. I mean, it's obviously good that nothing's wrong with you, but it's just, it just shows how impactful stress is because it's then yeah. made you have pain, which is like something wrong with you. Like physical pain. Yeah. Exactly. So it's not like something, it's not like I can take a pill and, and fix this problem. Mm-hmm. It's, I actually have to just fix my stress levels and make sure that I'm, you know, caring for myself. Yeah. Yeah. So we kind of know now like the different ways that stress kind of shows itself, whether it's physical or like emotional. And we can't, we wanted to ask our listeners uh, what were like the causes of stress in their life to kind of see if there is a commonality to it. And we, we noticed three main things that cause stress. So there's like work and university and job hunting, which is sad to think of because work is such a big part of life. And it's cause- yeah. if it's causing stress, then basically a lot of your life is filled with stress. And then the interesting side of it is like the social comparison side of things so like the pressure to be good enough and and like dealing with insecurities and things like that and then I think there was more of a sadder element to it where it's like dealing with family illnesses and grief which that's definitely something you don't have control over I don't think at least personally like I don't I think that's completely normal to be stressed about right yeah I definitely think so and there was also a theme of like just mental health like anxiety and insecurities Mm. and also like food eating disorder challenges and then also a big one that I saw pop up quite a lot was related to COVID so obviously this is something this would have probably been Mm. even bigger part of the responses had we done this episode like earlier in 2020 I feel like people are probably over it now (laughs) but then it's also yeah I saw quite a few responses of like are being uncertain about what is going to happen in the future like returning to normal life like how do you navigate that disruptions that it's caused mm. to uni life, like having to work from home. And I mean, even like Cara, we were talking about this earlier about like how you are feeling anxious about stepping back on a train and traveling yeah. into London. Yeah, because it's because it's completely legal now to like go on a train and go outside, right? And I've, yeah. I've kind of had to cancel on friends because I'm really nervous about it, which I didn't think I like, I, I was never someone that had health anxiety it wasn't a big part like I'm like whatever it's fine but I've noticed now that I'm really paranoid so like even with the move and stuff I've been outside more than usual to the point where I've I've lit because I'm stressing about like oh I touched this and I was in I was kind of close to this guy when I was walking in the supermarket I've literally convinced myself that I have a cold like to the point where I got a sore throat and then Mm. I woke up the next morning and I was fine yeah but that's like again that's like your body showing you the physical like indicators of stress but um I it's kind of understandable though like I don't think we've ever it's such a unique situation we're gonna have to learn to navigate this world with just COVID being in it you know it's just gonna become one of those illnesses that we just learn to navigate and we learn to adapt to how life is gonna look like past this year but it's still everything's so new and I feel like I've definitely gone through my own journey with it of like being super super paranoid at the beginning and also navigating how when you're living with people who are older or more vulnerable that when I was living with my parents that definitely made me way more stressed because I personally I yeah. I'm not that scared about me being ill but I just I think we talked about this in like our Q&A episode I'm just massively scared of hurting other people and like causing like, other people yeah. harm so I feel like that's what made me anxious about the COVID situation and then again another theme was like the sort of the post-grad phase and I do think that Mm. sort of university and then transitioning into post-grad and then looking into the future I think like early 20s is actually like 
just in general a very stressful time period and then COVID's just made that even more unstable and even more insecure I mean Kara you've kind of experienced this firsthand like looking for a job in this situation graduating from university has just been become even more stressful in COVID times because you don't know mm. how the future is going to look like. You don't know how it's going to be to move to a new place. It's it's never been harder to to make new friends in a city that you don't know yet. Yeah. So it's just all like an already stressful situation has become a lot yeah. more stressful, I think, for a lot, a lot of people. So if you're going through this, like just know that it's completely normal that you're feeling this way. Yeah, But also, it will all be okay. You know, I think we've both now been in this situation of having to look for new jobs and having to adapt to different work situations and, and moving to new cities. But it will, I feel like at the end of the day, you know, will always work itself out, no matter how overwhelming it can seem at the time. Yeah, I agree. I think sometimes it's easier, like, to say that than to... And also, I think, I think I don't want to hide away from the fact that I think I've, I have been really lucky and, like, privileged to have all the support and stuff. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, there are people that are in these stressful situations and aren't lucky enough to have the support. But I think so, like it'll all be okay can't it doesn't have to be as big as okay you do get the job the dream job that you want it could be that you are close to your family and you have that support system you know it doesn't have to be like those tangible everything worked out you got the job you got the flat you got whatever It, it could be as simple as okay things didn't go the way you planned but you're still healthy and you still have good friends and yeah. you have people that care about like but and and it's hard to say that but I, I think no I agree and also I think that's something that we also need to touch on is like financial privilege because I actually think that financial stress yeah. is a massive burden and I was never at a place I think I always had financial privilege to some extent but there was definitely times at uni where my financial situation wasn't that great and it would put mm-hmm. such a great strain on, I feel like I wasn't even able to just, you know, focus on my day-to-day life because I was literally stressed about like, would I be able to pay for my food, you know? And yeah. I have genuinely yeah. experienced greater levels oh, of happiness bless. ever since I've started my job just because I'm now financially secure. And mm-hmm. I was even at a situation where like, you know, worst comes to worst, I knew that my family was going to be able to support me, you know, financially. Yeah. So yeah. I, I can't even compare myself to somebody who who genuinely like because sometimes you know families it's not their fault if they can't financially support people going to uni it's just exactly it's it's circumstances and it's not it doesn't mean that your family's going to love you any less because they can give you less money it's just yeah the way the world works sadly so but I feel like the financial security and safety of knowing that you're going to have food on the table of knowing where you're going to sleep like that for us is like the baseline and if that is gone Mm. like it just makes everything else kind of fall away and it's just that is such a big big stress so I feel like that's something we should also address of like that privilege that we have currently yeah like something to think of is would mean if if I didn't have my parents support I would be I would not be in the UK right now yeah I would have graduated and not have any not had financial support to live here I would have had to move back home with my parents probably get a job in Jordan where the where it's not doing well I was lucky enough to at least have the the support for my parents to be like we're we know things are hard so we're gonna help you and like we'll give you like a year you know we'll we'll support you for a year until you can find a job because we know it's not your fault that yeah things are a bit harder you know so yeah just be grateful for that if you do have it because it is like such a big factor in stress like yeah like Leo said at least we can eliminate that baseline worry yeah and it's also but then at the same time I also feel like it 
it makes people stronger in some ways. I mean, honestly, like I only experienced it to a very low level, but I had that pressure at uni where I knew I needed to have a job by the time I graduated because otherwise I would have had to return home and I wasn't in the financial position where I could have just moved into a new place without having like a job secured already. So I think it really did give me the push to put so much effort into, I mean, that's always also why I've, I've studied so hard, why, why I have my work ethic. I think a lot, a big part of it is because I have wanted to create a life for myself where I don't need to worry about money and where yeah. I'm able to like care for my, my family and friends whenever I want to. And I mean, I'm hopefully like on my way to building like that sort of financial stability as well. But I think that for me, it definitely, obviously it was at times really not a great situation, but also I think it can, it can propel you to work even harder for things. Yeah, no, I completely agree with that. Would you say that's kind of like the good stress though? Is it good or bad stress? It's bad stress, but I think it can bad lead to... It can lead to a good outcome. Yes. I think that's in general. I mean, so many people, I think, who have dealt with trauma in their early life or in general who've had to go through horrific situation, I think in a lot of ways, it just does make you stronger. And yeah. obviously it's, Makes so, you appreciate hard. it's, it's so hard a... to see in the moment, yeah. but I think it can, it can make you then more able to deal with future scenarios that come up as well. And I mean, I guess that's also what yeah. plays into the fact of like, how can, you know, why do people deal differently with stress? I'm sure if you've had mm-hmm. certain extremely stressful events happen to you in your life, you'll maybe have a better perspective on smaller stresses when you're, you know, later yeah. on in life. So I think it all just does, I mean, play a part in how you just go about your daily life and how how you see the world as well, like based on how much, mm. I don't know, pain and, and like trauma you've had to deal with already. Yeah. Speaking of the good stress versus bad stress, and I, I don't know if you saw Leo on my story, but I posted that thing where it's like, is stress a, a choice? Yeah. Leo, a while back, made the graphic for Instagram being like, stress is a choice because... Well, I'll let you say the story because it had to do with your friend, right? Like, and- Yeah, so I was getting really annoyed at myself because I was in one of those situations where I felt like I was getting really easily stressed out about work and about just like little things. So I had a call with one of my best friends from home Alexa, shout out to you if you're listening. Um, And she is really, really good at just not getting stressed out about anything to do with uni work or anything to do with that. And she was saying that she once heard the quote of stress is a choice and that it's really helped her um, navigate stressful, perceived stressful situations because it then it's all dependent on how you view your situation with a lot of things, right? With, for example, work and university. It's not the actual thing that's stressful it is how you're perceiving it and how you are responding to the external stresses so in a lot of ways she was saying that you know stress is a choice really helped her navigate the situations and when she told me I was like oh my gosh like that is so true because I guess in my personal like small examples of like work stress and maybe tiny inconveniences in life like I don't know your bank account getting hacked etc right those aren't like (laughs) life shattering things those aren't you know that that yeah. isn't grief striking that isn't extremely stressful things so in those circumstances I think it helps to try and 
view your situation in a different light and try and respond to it in a way where you don't have to be stressed about this you know it's all about your outlook Mm -hmm. but then I exactly I then sent that graphic to Kara and I found it so interesting because you obviously viewed it in a different way to the point where because it was like my day to post and I was like Leo like I literally cannot write a caption for this because I and I think it it was because I was stressed about so much stuff Mm -hmm. at that moment of time for me when I read it like it's a choice I'm like I'm not choosing to, to not like to struggle to get a job and I'm not Mm -hmm. choosing to feel bad about it it was just kind of like the way it was and we asked our friends over on Instagram what their thoughts are if if it is controversial and I have the results the results here and like (laughs) 77 percent of people said no yeah 23 percent of the the people said yes it is a choice and like I think for the people that said yes they have they did message us and it was like it is a choice in those situations Mm -hmm. where you can take a step back and think like will this cause life-threatening you know problems or like things that will really disadvantage you or is it something that's like tiny and like it's a build-up of all exactly. these little things that makes I think you that's why like, I'm really yeah. glad that like I have you as a sounding board because it made me really see it in a different perspective and I'm, I so agree like there's so many situations where you can't choose whether where like stress maybe just be like your physical response for example like you being in a life-threatening situation or you being genuinely in a in a dangerous position so that obviously then your body's just going to respond the way it's going to respond yeah so I think it's all I mean genuinely with all quotes from Instagram you just have to take them with a grain of salt because they're never always going to be applicable even with things of like everything happens for a reason all of those things you know quotes which I actually I feel like they really help me sometimes but they're also you know they're not applicable to every situation they're not going to help everybody in every situation they're not going to make everybody feel Mm -hmm. better and that's also fine that's so true and you can look at it look at it at different moments in your life Mm -hmm. and sometimes be like oh this code is great and then other times be like no it's like such a deception to make me feel like everything's going to be okay when you feel like it's not going to be okay in that moment of time yeah exactly it's more aspirational as well like what we what we want to live by like what what we I mean all the quotes that we post on Instagram are quotes that we read and have like helped us in some way or we've like related to and it has to be like Cara said like it has to be quotes that then both of us relate to in some way because I Mm. guess if like either of us doesn't like it then we're not going to post it yeah Leah was like oh my god don't don't post it if you don't relate to it I was like oh thank god for that and then we just like didn't post it yeah but it's a good good conversation starter for this but I guess like the main point of like this kind of like oh there's good stress and bad stress is like there's actually a word for it so there's like distress which is the stresses that come in your life that are you know kind of they affect you in in like the mentality type of way whether it's like the death of a loved one or separation from family or being abused and financial problems again that's like a massive one and then maybe work-related things because of like being given excess demands and not really having the time like not feeling like you have the time or abilities to do that but then there's the good type of stress whether so and that's like a promotion maybe a job interview if you are excited for Mm -hmm. it I'd say that's kind of good stress because you're looking forward to the next you know stage or like buying a house or having a child and a holiday and I think our bodies sometimes you can't differentiate how you feel between those types of stresses yeah I feel the same way when I'm excited to see someone or like when I'm actually like really <laughs> upset and stressed about something but your body can't really differentiate it but I think it's good for you to to be like okay I am feeling anxious about this or stressed about this but it's a good you know it's a good kind of stress and like say it to yourself so you realize it and kind of feel better I think yeah I've heard this quite a lot that like before for example a big presentation or a job interview 
you need to kind of trick your brain into thinking you're excited for it versus nervous for it because apparently it releases the same hormones. I feel so, our bodies are so weird. And I actually, (laughs) I wanted to, talking about sort of, you know, perceiving stress in a different way, I wanted to quickly talk about stoicism because I've recently started reading the Daily Stoic every morning and I found it quite helpful. I don't know if I agree with every single thing that I read about it. I thought it was just Mm -hmm. like an interesting perspective to bring in here. And... Because yeah, I really value some of the principles and I feel like maybe if I implement them more, it could help me in my daily stress management because I am lucky and fortunate enough to not be, you know, losing a loved one or being in financial stress, being in all of those distressing situations that you mentioned earlier. So for me, I'm just in the position where, you know, I want to just stay aware of this and not get stressed about my comparatively so much smaller stresses like work for example because and more just look at the bigger picture and because when I do I am so grateful for for my life and what I've worked from where I'm currently at so stoicism for everybody who doesn't know is an old philosophy which is now gaining popularity in today's life and it focuses on self-reflection regarding two major questions so the first one is How can we live a fulfilling and happy life? And the second is, how can we become better human beings? So the goal of Stoicism is to attain inner peace by overcoming adversity, practicing self-control, being conscious of our impulses, and realizing Mm -hmm. the fact that our lives are very short and we have a choice in how we respond to adversity. So there's eight main Stoic principles, which are... First of all, acknowledge that all emotions come from within and only we have the ability to control our responses to situations. So Stoics really believe that it is not what happens that matters, but how we react to it. Then secondly, staying present will reduce our stress. Stoics believe that we need to learn to be patient and practice self-restraint in situations. And I definitely think that whenever I'm present, obviously, if you're present, you are not focusing on what is happening in the future or stressing about the past if you are truly present. But it's so much easier said than yeah. done. I relate to this because I don't know if you saw my Instagram caption the other day, but I was saying how I was trying to do my monthly goals for this month. And because obviously the past month I've been like, okay, I'm going to get a new job and going to move out, going to do this. And as soon as I got here, I was like, okay, what's next? Like I need mm-hmm. to find something to kind of like focus on. And that kind of stressed me out. Like my next thing was bo- my body. I was like, okay, can I start doing yoga workouts every day? Mm-hmm. Can I start doing this, this, this? And then I kind of took a step back where I was like, I've been so stressed about this point of my life and like I finally achieved it why am I already rushing to the next exactly why am I rushing to the next so actually like my goal for this month is to just like be present and take it day by day um, and that's that. not to say that having but it's not to say that like having goals is bad because obviously like we're human and we want to, to always be the next like the better version of ourselves so that's fine but you have set a goal for yourself it's yeah. maybe just about like how you phrase those goals and what you perceive yeah, as exactly. like a good enough goal yeah that's so true but yeah, so my goal for this month is literally just day by day, not care about anything, just live life. And I love that. Don't feel pressured. Yeah. yeah. Which which you were, you saying this like made me think yeah. of, so I'm really liking, liking that. So the third principle is there is life after challenging situations. So Stoics believe that we need to recognize that obviously sh- life is short and temporary, like I said before, and we can overcome very negative situations if we choose to. And if you fail, Mm -hmm. then you need to ask yourself, what is the worst thing that could happen? And sort of like, then start from there. The fourth is, 
Challenge yourself to be brutally honest about situations and check your perceptions with someone you trust. So Stoics believe that we need to investigate what really motivates us and what drives us and then what demotivates us, which I feel like is really linked to what we talked about in the comparison episode, right? Like our perception of ourselves and sort of checking with, are our perceptions actually true? What are they actually based Mm -hmm. on? Are they grounded in fact? Or are they because society has told us this? Or are they because of what I have chosen to believe because of years of comparison to friends or high school situations or whatever it might be, family pressure, etc. Yeah, yeah. Then the fifth is, recognize that time is precious and don't waste it on things that don't matter or procrastinate things that need to be done. Sixth is, recognize that adversity is part of life. Stoics will never tell you that life is easy and there'll be no challenges. The seventh is, Mm -hmm. worry only about which you can control. Stoics believe that you don't always get to choose what role you play in life and we need to accept the reality that we are given. And then the last one, the eighth one is... I love that. Yeah, be grateful. Always be grateful for it. And that is the key to happiness. Which I feel like I was just reading those principles and I really love them. And I feel like they actually, if you actually adhere to all those principles, I actually do feel like you would live a more fulfilled and happy life. So I've actually been really liking the Daily Stoic and I feel like I want to kind of look into the principles of Stoicism a little bit more. Mm, I think it would be good to to do an episode on it Mm. because I'd love to learn more about it as well. Yeah. But basically like those principles are literally like that's the answer of how to manage stress I feel. It's so like just looking at all those things and just I don't know just stepping back and being in the moment being grateful don't stress over things you can't control. Wow. I feel so inspired just by you saying that. I mean, it leads us perfectly into our next section because the next thing or the last thing that we wanted to kind of talk about is like how to manage stress. And this is very much us learning we're doing. This is... (laughs) Yeah. We need to... I feel like we really need to... Oh, I'm speaking for myself. I don't want to speak for you. But I am really (laughs) making this a priority for my next week. (laughs) And I've actually... I was really inspired also by reading all the responses that you very kind listeners sent us in on Instagram yeah it was it made me so happy reading them so thank you to everybody who sent in their responses like it genuinely yeah. made me so happy <laughs> I know we were uh, well at least I was so shocked because like 66% of the people that answered said they didn't feel like they managed stress well but then I was reading all the like lovely things that everyone mm. was saying of like how they do manage stress stress which I think are great yeah things to do yeah I agree with every single one that people have wrote yeah apart from one which is really funny i'll just get that one out of the way one person said drugs and alcohol (laughs) i was just like reading that i was like i mean i don't want to i if you are listening to whoever wrote this in i'm not judging you in any way i mean i think we've i've been there with alcohol for sure but i don't think it's the healthiest way to deal with stress so I don't want to condone it on our podcast. <laughs> the the person that wrote that was someone I went to school with, and I think she was joking. Oh. Like, I, don't think she was me. <laughs> I was reading and I was like, is this person okay? <laughs> the thing is, she doesn't drink or or do drugs. Oh. So like she, it literally like, <laughs> it was just her being funny. So. That's hilarious. <laughs> oh, that, that makes me. That made me laugh. <laughs> so yeah, some of the more serious ones then were exercising (laughs) we got like a lot of yoga and then also getting how getting out of the house for a walk slash like getting fresh air which I feel like are kind of all interlinked 
And yeah, I definitely think that that has made like a that makes a massive impact in my life. If I just like actually just step out the house, even if it's just for ten minutes, to be in the fresh air, especially if I've sat at my desk so, all day. Yeah. It is, and the thing is, like, you might be worried before, you're like, I don't have time to go out for 10 minutes, and, like, you'll be busy, but once you get out the house, like, even just being in a different environment really helps with just, like, distracting your brain for a second, even if it is to just get, you know, nice fresh air or just looking at a different scenery. And I find it so funny because, I mean, how many times have I said, like, oh, I just don't have time for it, you know, I just, uh... but... Yeah. We all have time for things that we actually want to prioritize. That's and so I think true. it's sometimes literally just, okay, then you're 10 minutes less on your phone. I don't know if I said this on the podcast, but I've started turning my phone on flight mode the hour before I go to sleep and then the first like two and a half, two hours after I wake up. And it's meant that I'm so, so much more productive and I feel like just present in the mornings because then I'm not just like lying in bed scrolling or even just like responding to messages which I feel like isn't necessarily a bad thing because obviously it means communicating but then just it meant that I was like getting out of bed later or I was then kind of a bit more tired and my mind was already then focused kind of half on what was going on outside of my life and like what was happening so I feel like even that has just like actually given me so much time back in the mornings yeah it means I have lonely mornings but (laughs) I'm kidding. No, it's really good. I love getting your messages as well when it's like 12 and you're like, I've not been on my phone. I've done my reading, my journaling, and I feel just so good. I'm like, yes, girl. It's honestly (laughs) been so great. I've like been doing it this past week and it's been like an absolute game changer. Yeah, so that's maybe what people can do. Yeah. I think the ones I loved is do what makes you happy as a way to manage stress. And I love that because it's, I guess it's, it goes to what you were saying earlier with like the principles to just think of if something is causing you that much stress in your life and you can cut it out, then cut it out. Don't keep things in your life that are bringing all this negative energy towards you. I love that because I was thinking that one of the things that are also on this list were, you know, journaling, reading, meditation. And for me, yeah. those are things that massively help me with stress, especially reading. I mean, we've talked about this before, but reading is probably like one of my daily gratitudes because it literally transports me to a different world I feel so present at peace like I honestly feel like my best self when I'm reading it's so weird but then I was also thinking that if reading doesn't make you happy then don't force yourself to read or to journal just because you you feel like that's what you are supposed to be doing I feel like people also have that with yoga and I'm general like self-care practices you know they feel like mm-hmm. because instagram and youtube makes it look that way oh i should be it's doing an this aesthetic. yeah i should be doing this to feel less stress and to be more mindful but i don't think it works for everybody like i think you have to figure no. out what genuinely makes you feel present in the moment and for some people yeah. it will be reading and for some people it won't and that is absolutely fine for other people it could be like the more practical things like fixing your sleeping schedule that's so important mm-hmm. get the hours of sleep that you need don't stay up late leo <laughs> <laughs> and then like eating good food that like makes your body feel good and like not just like junk food all the time minimizing alcohol and caffeine because that can really at least like because you know when you're nervous and or like stressed your heart rate goes up alcohol and caffeine does not help with your heart rate whatsoever so that's not going to make you feel better is it and then something someone said which i loved as well is like is focus on your breathing Mm. which when you're in nervous situations maybe right before a presentation or right before an exam your heart rate goes up and you might feel out of breath. So if you literally just take three seconds or five seconds to just like breathe in and like breathe out, it will slow your heart 
write down and make you feel better so even if it is something as simple as that then like yeah i've also like that's something to I remember feel like, have doing. you heard of the breathing technique i'm not quite sure what it's called i don't know if it's like square i'm i don't know where it's like you breathe in for for example four seconds and then you hold your breath for four seconds you breathe yeah. out for four seconds and it and like resets it your heart exactly and i feel like that's yeah. that's sometimes so hard to do in the moment because when i'm stressed about work I am not going to stop to then breathe in that technique. But maybe it's something that like you could start to do. But it's always like, I think that sort Mm -hmm. of thing is also, I think it's creating a practice and also being kind to yourself if that's not your first response when you're stressed. Yeah, true. Yeah. One of the answers as well that I loved was like finding your kind of sacred space to decompress. And I think that the person writing in was kind of talking about it as like an actual physical space. And, but Mm -hmm. I've also actually recently thought about this sacred space is like a space in my mind where I can kind of retreat to when I'm stressed. So I've kind of mm-hmm. developed this weird visual of like, I, this is going to sound so weird. So please don't judge me for saying this. But I've kind of been thinking of it because obviously, like I feel the most at peace and just present and like everything is going to be okay when I'm reading. So I've like kind of thought about this like mini mental space where I'm just like sat in this like big library at like a fireplace I'm just sat at a desk and I'm just reading and like drinking my coffee and so I feel like whenever I've been like feeling stressed or like need to center myself I've kind of been like retreating into that like mental space like like kind of channeling how I feel if I was in that situation I I don't know if I'm describing it properly but I feel that that's actually really helped me and obviously that will be probably different for every single person like where is the space Mm. or the the metaphysical space place and feeling where you feel the most like at peace and content and maybe it can yeah, then like, just, go to your happy place exactly and like then it can maybe just genuinely be like okay transport yourself to that place in your mind yeah no I love that <laughs> I'm trying to think what my happy place is I can't really think of one at the moment but yours is like the epitome of what your dream like living room would Literally. be like right with like a big library oh and my a gosh and... that is my life goals for me is to have a massive library with just so so many books and with like you know those ladders yeah. which you can like move about and then like a big mm. a big fireplace and like a crazy chair where I can just sit and like drink my <gasps> coffee and just oh books are magical sounds like a honestly, dream but like I, I think they're <laughs> magical hi I'm Leo and I love books. <laughs> my personality is like 50% podcast 50% books (laughs) books love that 10% no no you need to have quotes in there as well So I know we're saying like these things about like how to manage stress and there's like there's like things you can actually do but I think it's important to also mention that there are like serious things in your life that can happen where you can't control it so like for more serious things whether it's like financial problems or um, like losing a loved one and like dealing with family illnesses or friendship illnesses you can't just like go for a walk and hope everything's gonna be okay you know so I think for those those things my advice would be to just like surround yourself with people that you love and you trust and be open about your feelings um because keeping it in like there's no point and I know it can be hard to be emotional in front of other people but that release of knowing that someone's there to support you is really important I think and then reach out for help if you're at a stressful stage where it's taking over your life it's so important to speak to someone so if you can reach out for help do do that I think yeah and lots of places will have like mental health resources like your work or your university and you know even if you're not in the financial position to afford therapy because I feel like that is already like such a 
privileged position to be in that you can even financially yeah. afford it which I feel like sometimes isn't often talked about like I've sometimes listened to yeah. some advice podcasts and like their first bit of advice will always just be oh start therapy everybody can go to therapy it's like not everyone can it's like that yeah. is sometimes like not that easy to do no you're really fortunate if you can go to therapy and I mean I've obviously recently started it and I feel so lucky that I'm able to do it because yeah I was at a place where I couldn't have afforded it so now I feel like I just get yeah. I'm just even more grateful that I can yeah yeah so I think that's a good like I think for us we'll put some links in the description um, of this episode of like different resources you could go to if you're stressed and and like you need that support like even if it's just like a general mental health support so we'll we'll make sure to make a good list for you guys if you need it yeah just so it's there and then just like tiny things I wanted to mention because I I love those responses and they're like small things that I feel like can actually just like genuinely just like take you out of the moment and just make you happy which are first of all like taking a shower I feel like that's actually a big one for me because you have to be focused on just the moment when you're showering because I mean you're literally just in a shower having like just the (laughs) physical act of like the water pouring on your face and especially if it's like warm Mm. water for me like it makes me it just like really calms me down and like the feeling I'm getting clean yeah exactly the feeling of just stepping out the shower and you're all fresh and clean like that is like just such a small comfort and then like making a cup of tea or like making because I feel like that's like a tiny element where you can like take back control right like making like a small hot beverage and then yeah. also, I love it, like, you know, somebody wrote in dancing. And I just think that's so cute. Yeah. Like, a little dance break. Like, those genuinely, like, release endorphins. Like, just put on, you know, know, everybody has, like, three minutes. Put on, like, a really happy song and just, like, do a little mini dance. Like, you know, dance like nobody's watching because chances are nobody will be watching. And just, like, <laughs> yeah, you know, just release yeah, all those, like, like, stresses and just have a little mini dance Like, be party. in the moment. Yeah. No, I love that one as well. I think that that's such a cute one. Yeah. And then also distractions as well, because I mean, I know that when I went through my breakup, uh, that was like a massive one as well. Versus obviously talking to, to friends and family, because they've always helped me see things and put things in perspective and realize that even though I maybe have been sad about like romantic situations, at the end of the day, I'll, I'll still have people in my life that love me. But I feel like sometimes even just like watching something comforting and or like listening to music or podcasts, you know, that can, that's obviously not a long term solution. But I feel like in the short term, it can sometimes help you just not be overwhelmed by like negative feelings that you might be having. Yeah, no, that's really good. (laughs) Well, I guess this is kind of where we come to the end of our episode. And I mean, personally for me, this has actually been so nice to record. I feel like I at least have a resource I can listen back to, I think now, like if I'm feeling... overwhelmed and stuff I can just listen to this maybe be more grateful of the situation so and also this episode wouldn't have been as easy to film without everyone's comments again we are so like we loved posting those stories and I think that's something we're gonna try do more with our future episodes so yeah thanks for being so nice and taking the time to respond yeah even if you were clearly you were stressed but you still took time out of your day to respond so we really appreciate that and yeah we hope this relieves some sorts of stress or like gives you some ideas of little things you want to try out and see if it if it helps you going into the future and if even if it does nothing else other than like just make you feel slightly less alone because 
you know, that there's yeah. other people going through the same thing. Because that's definitely what this episode did for me. It just made me realize that mm. we're kind of all in this together and we're all feeling such we similar all share emotions. The stressors, yes. And we can all figure it out together and try and be a bit less stressed. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, we hope you enjoyed this episode and we'll speak to you next week. Speak to you next week. Bye.